Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Wednesday. I'm Dr. Rappaport. No, well. And I'm down in the world. And tonight we're here to talk to you about relationships. For those of you all that have not chimed in before, or for those of you that have, this is a review. I run a private um, life management or, or behavioral health practice right outside of Chicago. We do everything from medication management to individual therapy, family therapy, group therapy, um, and we also do coaching. Yep, here. My, my name is, again, Darren Noel. My here, I focus on life coaching, career counseling, and rhythmic consults. My background is in corporate America. All right. And this show, the, the show that we do weekly, is really based about relationships, all sorts of relationships, every relationship that you can be involved in. And today, um, we're talking about family matters and dating, uh, if you're faith-based dating and what that dating may be like and kind of concerns that people have about it or even good things that people have about it, the way that having particular faith-based morals can give you rules for your relationship, establish kind of conduct for relationship, expectations for relationship, and how we manage those things. But what, what really role does faith play in your dating, in your relationships? Once you get married, what, what role does faith play and how big, of it, how big a role does it play? Can it help or can it hinder your relationship? All these different aspects of faith. Obviously, the way um, our faith or our religion plays a big part in a lot of people's lives and how you view the world, how you view relationships, how you view priorities. And we want, so we want to take a look at this part of relationships. Absolutely. There you have some information. Yeah, definitely. What I want to go through is kind of looking at some things to consider when you're dating a person of faith, okay? Or you're either you're dating a person of faith or you're a person of faith and you're looking to date somebody else, okay? Mm-hmm. One thing is you have to look at is what's the purpose of your dating, mm-hmm. okay? Why are you dating? Are you dating to look for a future spouse? Are you dating just to have fun? You're dating to see, okay, I'm open, uh, I'm okay with having fun, but if somebody comes along with the right person, then I'm okay to accepting that. Mm-hmm. You know, that role of your, your faith can play a big part in how you view dating. You know, a lot of people I know actually still get, um, not a lot of people I know, but people still do have arranged marriages or arranged um, relationships based on their family, mm-hmm. okay? Their family beliefs may be that you need to be of a certain state to even date, okay? So a lot of Christians won't date a non-Christian. A lot of uh, people who are Jewish won't date non-Jewish. People who are Muslims won't date non-Muslims and things of that nature. Okay, so that aspect of your faith or the way you grew up or your religion can definitely play a part in your dating. Absolutely. One of the things I think is important is that everybody dates by a set of rules, whether they're spoken or unspoken. Yes. And everybody has expectations, whether spoken or unspoken. But traditionally, when people have, like, a strong religious base, or even if it's not necessarily that they go to church or synagogue or temple every week, but they've been guided by a certain set of principles, those principles also affect the way that they date, who they pick. So, for example, faith-based has a lot to do with if you have sex before marriage or not, if you live with a person before marriage or not, if you guys do the condom and you get married or not, if, you know, if you have an unplanned pregnancy, do you have an abortion or not. If the people meet your parents or not, when they meet your parents or not, did they ask your mom and dad first to meet all of these different things? What happens if there's a cheating spell? What happens if there's a, a fight? What are the rules of engagement for your relationship? And when it's a faith-based 
rules when you have rules, then people tend to be a little stronger about those convictions, Absolutely. and um, people generally have a response. Absolutely. Let's take, let's take a look at these four roles a little bit, if we can. Just, I'll try to get through with some of them. One of the biggest ones is sex and intimacy. You know, it's talking about the face-to-face relationship. Most people of faith believe that you should not have sex before marriage. And that's just about anything. I haven't really read someone you want to say that's just about any faith that believe that they should not have sex before marriage. That, that type of intimacy is um, restricted just to the married relationship, okay? So therefore, therefore, if you're going into uh, faith-based dating, okay, that should be a conversation between the two people that are dating. Hey, here's what I believe. I believe you believe the same thing. Can we get a verbal confirmation that we are of the same mindset that we're not going to have sex before we get married? Mm-hmm. Okay? And if you don't mind it because, okay, this person said that they are of a certain religion, I'm of the same religion, I'm going to assume they believe the same thing that I believe. No. Okay, you say that you're of this faith, I'm of that same faith. I know, based on my faith, I believe this. Do you believe the same thing? Right? I think one of the biggest things that people have to, to, to manage is if you believe a certain set of things are required to date or are part of dating or not dating or even what you do before or after you get married, being able to lay those things out front. Yes. And for yourself knowing what they are. In other words, Many people believe that sex for marriage is wrong, but people still have sex. Correct. So it's a matter of, are you guys on the same page with that system? And if you are, kind of what's the consequence of not, you know, doing those things if you are faith-based? Now, I think if you guys, from a faith-based thing, decided, okay, we're not going to have, we're agreeing not to have sex before we get married, what does that mean? How do we prevent us from having sex before marriage? Because guess what? Everybody has those urges, or most people have those urges, Okay. And it's gonna, it can't get intense. The more emotional you get, the more that desire can be. So how do we put safeguards in there? This is truly something we want to do. We got to be safeguards in there. <laughs> Meaning, you know, we're not gonna be. Um, uh, how much? <laughs> well, here's, here's the deal. You have to make those rules up for yourself. And yeah, everybody else can't even say that. Yeah, everybody else for you, for you. And everybody has their own rules about what's okay and what's not okay. Like some people say. Sex before marriage is wrong, but anal sex is okay because it's not, you know, it's not a certain right. type of stuff. So you need to make that decision and together, and then actually you need to have those things found out for yourself before you get with someone. I, I agree, because it needs to be individualized. Because for, for individuals to say, okay, for me not to have sex before marriage, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't be over your house in the middle of the night with all the people on it. I can't take that question. We can't take a road trip. Like, we can't name a road trip. Whatever. We can't go swimming with them little tiny teams. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but there's, but there's things that I have to think about. And like, to your point, it's got to be, in the, you have to decide as an individual what it takes for you not to mm-hmm. give in to that situation. That's what you're saying you're doing. And then as a couple, what, what is, so you have your set of what it takes for you not to do it. I have what, what what set of things I have to do, I need to do to prevent bad effects before marriage. Now, what are that list look like? But that, so let me say this. That's if you're dating, but the, the purpose of getting married. So there's a couple different types of dating. Mm-hmm. There are people that are, well, if you say you're not getting, uh, going to have sex before you're married, and it, even if you're just... Right, then that's the rule. rule. And then that's the rule. That's the rule. Right. So that's regardless so, of the purpose of One of the things I encourage people to do, young, in between, mature, old, whatever your age range is, is, Know what your belief system is and why that's important to you. Yes. Not why it's important to anyone else, but why that's important to you. 
and what you feel the rationale is behind believing what you believe. Absolutely. Even more so than your, than your family and your, your pastor, your, uh, your, your friends. Your, your friends. Well, why is it for you? Because at the end of the day, you're going to have to be the one that controls yourself and to follow your own beliefs. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what anybody else says, okay? Here's what I believe. Here's why I believe it. This is what I'm going to do to make sure I maintain my integrity in this area. So you have to be secure in that and not sway from that. Absolutely. Which may mean that you may date a series of people that don't believe it, that don't fall along with that, that, right. that disagree with you, that think, you know, I hear a lot of people say, that's not why I'm dating this young lady. It's just got these archaic beliefs about, comes out to the minute, like, how, what am I supposed to do with that? I mean, people have needs. So a lot of people feel like, yeah, I understand what you believe, but that's archaic and I don't believe it. So if you've got one set of values and someone else has a different set of values, and you're both guided by those values that they're clashing, then you want to be careful that you're not dating people that are juxtaposed or opposite, exactly opposite to what you believe. Absolutely, because you don't want to be in a constant battle. Okay, if one of you is saying that they don't want to have sex before marriage, and the other one is I have no problem having sex before marriage, and I want to have sex before marriage. Or even being alone together. Sometimes it's not even about sex. There are some religions that believe many women don't need to be alone together. It's absolutely. It's not for you to be alone in a car with two snowflakes or whatever, because you're not married. So that's a lot of times when people arrange marriage. Hey, if I arrange it, you all get married at the end of the month. You can do all that dating after you get it legally taken care of. And I know many marriages that have been um, arranged and work well. Right. Absolutely. It's, it's you know, it's surprising people. Oh, she's not fourteen. Guess what? Still have an arranged marriage. Mm-hmm. All over the world. It's all here. Of every gender, ethnicity, race. I mean, there's so many people that. We just have our common thoughts that you find the love of your life, you all dated, goes one or two, you get married to the White House, picket fence and all that. But some people are like, hey, I'm going to let my parents pick that out um, because they did good with each other. Maybe they pick out the right person for me. Absolutely. So it's all about that if you agree with that. Because I also have people that say, listen, I know that's my parents' culture and religious beliefs, but for me, then I want to meet the person that I want. So you have to, before you start dating or thinking about long-term relationships, know what that's going to mean to you. Yes. The, the next thing is, once you know what it is, what your beliefs are, whether or not, um, whatever they include, know which things on that are inflexible for you and which things are flexible. Okay. I mean, so, like, for example, let's just use stealing, for example. I mean, I know it's not necessarily right. involved with dating directly, but let's say somebody says, you know, I don't believe in stealing, I think theft is wrong. And, and you have to know how far you're willing to go with that. So if the person says, don't worry about this burger, I'm going to go ahead and give you it for free, is that something flexible for you? Well, you know what, the, the guy at the back of the counter said I could have it. Or do you say, no, thank you, I don't want to take some of those that belong to me here, let me pay for it right now. Yes. You know, so in dating, is it, um, if you believe, let's say you don't believe um, living together is okay, right? Are you flexible on that? So if you meet a guy and he says, no, I live with my last two girlfriends, um, in the beginning, do you know if that's a flexible point for you or an inflexible point? Yeah, that's a great point. I think you, that individual need to have their mind made up on that before they get in that relationship. Guess what? That emotion coming, and you're making it based on your feelings toward this individual person versus an absolute, if that is an absolute for you. Okay? And so you need to determine what's an absolute for you before you get the emotions tied into it. Because it, it can get confused. So we don't, all, we don't all do everything we believe, by the way. I mean, you know, I mean, that's the other Many people have religious beliefs or some people are atheists or whatever, but at the end of the day, we don't always do exactly what we believe. But you have to have some ground rules that are deep. We should, let me not say that we, we should do what we believe, right. but many people don't or they're working their way into it 
or they're young yet and they believe this when they live with their moms and they get to college and they find out about parties, late night parties, uh, juking on the wall, whatever it is, and then they say, well, man, is that really that big of an issue for me? Right. So that's why I want each, I want each person to know when they're dating, what, what are you flexible about, what are you inflexible about? You, you mentioned the right there, living together, the shack, okay? That's, to me, that's the key one. Before you get to that relationship, is it that, okay, if this person's a great person, and I really find I'm really attracted to this person, and I really, for whatever reason, they're not ready to get, quote, get married right now, because they're so great and I don't want to lose them, I'm willing to break my, what I really think, or my, I'm willing to go against what my religion has, and I am going to live with them before we get married, or is it, I don't care how great this person is, my values of not living together is stronger than no matter how great this person is. And you need to know that for yourself. Absolutely. And that needs to be a discussion. It like, needs to be a discussion. You know, I meet a lot of people in what I do that are heavy religious people. They go to church. They grew up in church. They go to prayer meeting. They, they go to private rehearsal. Then they need a guy. And he's perfect. But he doesn't go to church. Right. And so you bring him your ideas and you say, listen, I don't think we should live together. I think we should have sex. I don't think we should do this. And they say, well, those are things that your grandmother said. You know, if you love me in 2014, then what's wrong? If we know we're going to be together eventually, it's really why just, why, why can't we do it now? So that's why you need to know where you stand and be careful who you're dating. And I think this is really hard for, for people because a lot of people don't want to be alone. And I can remember um, talking to girls. I mean, I don't know. Well, guys do this too. But I can remember being in college, sitting in a circle, talking to my girlfriends, and they were like, well, I had a rule that I didn't want to date someone at the time that had children. It was just my rule, you know. Sure. And they were like, well, you're going to miss out on a lot of good men like that. And they were dating a lot, but right. I, I might not have been. But I had to be willing to sort of be sparse, so to speak. And I can't say that I was sparse. I was just really picky. Okay. <laughs> so I dated, but I was picky about who I dated. And I think people that have a religious belief or any set of values that they live their lives by find that they, they end up being pretty picky about who they get with because it's not easy to have a set of beliefs and then someone else doesn't have those and then you guys are bickering about everything all the time. Do we, I mean, if you get pregnant, do you have an abortion? Do you not? Do you live together? Do you not? If you can steal services from NICOR, do you get it or do you don't? Right. Um, if you can get it, you know, okay, well, what, what, do you do that or do you don't? If you can lie, if you can steal, do you do that or do you don't? And if you do, why is that such an issue if, if it's me doing it or not you? I mean, and those things come up in relationships. And believe it or not, they come up a lot on a regular basis. You go to go to the movies, right? And we just saw a great movie. The movie's over. We got some more time. And another movie right next door that I wouldn't mind catching. Hey, we could go right to the next movie without buying any more tickets. We'll see another movie hey, for the same price we paid for one. Or, hey, to me, that's stealing. You know, say this is a personal thing. I'm going to go out and buy another ticket because I didn't pay for the ticket to see that second movie. Believe me, that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that opportunity can happen all the time. Or another thing that happens is when you, and this is why, like, a lot of parents don't let kids date a lot in high school. All that a long time, and you can have every belief about not having sex before marriage that you want to, right. but, but absolutely there's going to come an opportunity to find, to put that to the test, as they say. Right, right. And so if you already know, like, Darren, I knew a couple in college that had decided, 
um, to not have sex with Premier, and they kind of made it public campus knowledge. I was like, wow. And so, like, everybody's watching to see what you do now. And, that, and so if they flip, then there's a lot of pressure and a lot of people looking and a lot of people making judgments. And so that adds having a face-to-face system that you talk a lot about, which is what we're suggesting that you do, yeah. opens you up to, to pressure. Yeah, absolutely. But you need to have that conversation. You both need to understand. And here's why I stand. Like you mentioned, these are non, non-negotiable. These are not flexible about these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another discussion point is involvement in church or church activities. You know, hey, the faith friends, you know what? Both people in both faiths, there's a, a weekly uh, church, synagogue, uh, some kind of service, some kind of service that, you know, if I'm, if I, it's important to me, I'm going to be going this. And, and anybody's going to play a significant role, uh, intimate relationship with me, I'm expecting to meet them to go along with me. Absolutely. Is that person willing to support that or not? And is that flexible or inflexible? Is that flexible or inflexible? So, I meet a lot of people where the wife goes to church all the time, the husband doesn't, or the husband has a lot of faith, his wife doesn't, and it just leads to a lot of extra drama. Absolutely. Well, when you have two people, this relationship progresses, then you have children, then, okay, now what are we going to do with the children? One person's going to go, one person's not. What are you going to do with the kids? Like, who, who is the head of the household who sets the standard? Right. And that's another piece of what about faith-based and, and dating. What are the roles of the couple? Yeah. Because in most faiths, there's a clear role of what men do and what women do. Absolutely. That's, and religion is going to play a huge, a very large part of that. Give me a guidance. This is what the expectations of, of a man in relationship. These are the expectations. And guidelines of a woman in a relationship, okay? Do you do you share with these same beliefs that I do, or are you open? Hey, you know what? I don't necessarily agree with them, but you know, I'm open. Like our belief system, I don't, I'm not that, against it. Like my belief system or our belief system is that men pay the bills. Right. Let's say you give it a guy that's like, yeah, that might be true, but that's old school. I think you should pay the bills. Are you flexible or inflexible on that? Absolutely. The man, man being the head of the house. Uh, whatever the whatever belief system are based on, on, on your religion, okay? The women need to be all, they need to be fully covered. They should not have any body parts exposed, mm-hmm. right? They need to walk behind the man as they walk, mm-hmm. okay? These are all part of religious beliefs that people have. And are you willing to support that? Or, you know, I'm not, I'm not for it, I'm not against it, so I kind of float whatever I part is it. Mm-hmm. Some people are like that. And then I get a lot of people that come to me that are getting married and they're from different states. Mm, okay. Um, not even similar in any way. You know, like one may be Christian and one may be Hindi or, or you know, like right. totally different. And then, well, how should we raise our family? Should yeah. the kids be believe what I believe or should they believe what he believes? Or should we mingle? Should we do all the holidays, the stuff from my religion and stuff from his religion? Like, what should we do? And a lot of times when people are dating, they fall in love before they have the discussion of, hey, is one of us going to convert? That's another thing I find a lot of my friends, um, that got married, married Catholics, and you can't get married in a Catholic church, to my understanding, unless you are Catholic. And so there are people that actually converted right. for the purpose of getting married and picked up a new God, so to speak, from what they were very accustomed to. So these are really big things as we talk about what's right, what's wrong, as we talk about how do we raise children, what do we tell our children if they ask us about this holiday, if we ask about God or lying, why is it right, why is it wrong, and how do you manage through those things. And it also comes up with family. So let's say your family is super religious and your spouse's family is super religious. You all dated and it was no big deal. But now that you're married, they're like, well, why does not she come to mass every week? Absolutely. This is the expectation for our family. We have a religious family. Being part of that means you go to 
weekly mass, you go to weekly service, you go to weekly church. How come now this is a person because this person's not going there? Right. It's an out of person relationship. And how dare they do that? Right. And so a lot of times before people get married, they you you get a little bit um of the superficial introduction to the family. You can hang out with them a lot, you can spend a lot of time with them, but they cut you a lot of slack. But once you are in a committed relationship, like marriage relationship, now they want to know, well, what's happening with this? Why aren't you doing that? What's going on next? Good point, good point. That's why I want to pick up an article here. This is from uh, voiceyahoo.com on um, how to date outside of religion. You mentioned that a lot of people are dating outside of religion, uh, different religion. They're bringing about four, five different points about if someone's going to be dating outside of religion some things to do and things to watch out for. First one is a uh, stage of religious talk. You know, obviously, they, you know, sometimes they say, well, don't talk about religion, politics, or whatever. So keep that out of the conversation if you're dating and you're trying to get some date someone who's not in your religion. You know, don't get into those heated conversations about, about religion and make that a mainstay of your conversation. Say, I'm the total opposite. Okay. This is if you're, if you're, this is if you're deciding to date outside your faith. If you are deciding to, to take that, don't get into these emotional conversations, these emotional, energized conversations. This is what this is what the article saying. I know what the article saying, but I don't know how you can date and not talk about God at some point. I don't know how you can date and not. I mean, you're not supposed to talk about politics, and me and you build a roof off talking about politics sure. before we get. I mean, I I think that you you that's the thing you have to be flexible about. Yeah. So that's whether or not it's flexible enough to do that. Right. Okay. I think it's it's once you're decide on this, how serious the relationship is, then you bring up the relationship more. I guess they're, start, they're recommending start off, don't be that as a mainstay of your initial dating. Like, let's talk about tomorrow, tomorrow. That's right, right. Exactly. Okay, exactly. okay, the next one is don't be judgmental. Okay, if you're going to date someone outside of your religion, you don't want to point out all the things that they're doing wrong according to your religion and what they're saying. Okay? Hey, you know what? You're doing that my religion requires you to to uh, to come to come to church. You, you know, you never go to church. So I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna beat up you know, yell at you and stuff like that. You know, my 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 religion requires you to dress more conservatively. Look at you're not dressing conservatively enough. If you're willing to date, if you're saying you want to date outside your religion, you got to be open to that. Okay, because guess what? They're not following the same rules of your religion because they're not of your religion. Okay. Obviously, again, this is what the article is saying. Okay. The next one, point three, don't become a missionary. You don't want to try and convert that person, okay? It's basically you, you. They have their beliefs. You have your beliefs from a religious standpoint. You don't want to try to convert them to your religion, okay? Every, every little hair on my body is gone. Then why date if I can't talk about these things? I can't convert them. But okay, keep going. No, but I think that's a good point. This is what they're saying, but this is a challenge that come along if you're going to date someone outside of your religion. Because but I, if somebody is saying that they're faithful or they have a religion, normally there's going to be a pretty strong, um, they have pretty strong emotions, pretty strong ties to the right and wrong, their view of what they're right wrong. wrong right. So I agree with what you're saying. It's hard how you keep that out of being who you are. This is so like if, you, if you marry somebody whose religious beliefs are that they don't eat pork, right? right. But you keep frowning for bacon in the kitchen, but let's not talk about it. I mean, right. we got a problem. I, I agree. But okay, I agree. go ahead. Okay. The next one they said focus on similarities. You know, a lot of these people have different religions, but there is some common ground. Okay. Again, this is if you're deciding to marry or date somebody who's a opposite religion. Yeah, I agree with that. Try and focus on the similarities you mm -hmm. have. Okay. I know suppose one person was a Christian and one person was Jewish. Is that 
We try to find some similarities. They say, okay, both in the Old Testament. The Ten Commandments. You both have, you know, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, economy. Right. Both know what's been written in there. Right. Okay, we found some common ground. Right. Okay, we can focus on that. Okay. The last point that they made over here is don't let your friends and family influence you. I mean, I speak your friends. A lot of times they have the same religion as you. See, my daughter can't even read this That There is no world in which I, I don't want my daughter to be influenced by my thought pattern. But okay, right. go ahead. But, but I think that their point is they're making is you're stepping outside of your box. Right. If you're going to do so, then you've got to jump in with both feet and kind of accept people for who they are. Right. And put, put people the family aside. Aside. Hey, I don't know we're all of this religion, but I'm into the day this person. Uh, but it happens all the time, and yeah. it causes so much chaos for people because the thing is, is that people want to have have it both ways. Uh, you don't have to be just like me or be a part of my religion, but think like me and do what I want you to do. And my parents want you to do this, and will you do that? And you know, and I feel like a lot of times chaos could be prevented if you have upfront conversations and you talk about kind of what's going on and where what your belief system is. And I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But we've got a question that I want to make sure that we get to. Sure, go ahead. Um, somebody wrote in and said, Dr. Noah, I believe that sex before marriage is wrong. I make that clear when I start the date. Recently, I was with a man that I was engaged to. He agreed to having no sex prior to marriage. But when we got engaged, he felt the sex would be okay. I said no, but now he has broken up with me. I'm strong with my convictions, but I'm alone. I guess that's not your, your, your belief is was stronger than I guess your feeling for that person, so yeah, you stood by what your faith was, you stood by what your belief was. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure how long they were dating before they got engaged or got married, or got or before they got engaged. Okay, was it a long or you know six months? But that 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 does seem strange. If he agreed to that, um, and maybe that needs to be a conversation. That doesn't seem strange at all. No, 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 no. Because I meet so many people that feel like the engagement. I mean, you are already my wife, basically, boo. I mean, we're just like a day or seven or 25 or three weeks or three years before the marriage. So we're, we're already committed. We got strings going. All we have to do is a ceremony. Let's make it happen. And I think what happens, number one, is if you're going to have no sex before marriage, this is for most people. I can't speak for everybody, so I'm making a general statement. You can have a quick wedge. I mean, all of this waiting three years until you finish medical school and until you get enough money. Well, that's 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 you you got to make that happen. That's how long was the day between the time of dating and the So you say, like, hey, we're going to be waiting, you know, a couple of months. Like, okay, you broke over a couple of months. Mm -hmm. Well, like, you know, we're going to get married in two years and we're not going to have sex in two years. Like, oh. Right, and it also, again, oh, yeah. you, you have to look at, I really feel like engagement should never be any longer than about a year. Mm -hmm. Whatever, take care. What, what, I mean, like, deal with it. Like, if you don't have any money when you say get married and don't have no money together. Right. But if you're going to be waiting for two, three years, and I know we, we, got, we got engaged when? After I got my master's degree and we waited, yeah. what, a year? Maybe a year. Maybe a year. No, it was a solid year, dude. Don't, don't act like I'm talking about that. But we waited a solid year, but like, let me say this, we only waited a year. But we're also living in different states. Right. I right. mean, you know, we're both in different states. Right, like the opportunity to get in mean, was a little... Exactly. Right. It was just, you know, we had to finish school, had to move, switch jobs. I mean, so it wasn't like, oh, we're, just, we're right next in the same city. Just got right. to get But I think people also need intimacy. So you have to find other ways to, to, to have intimacy, too. Uh, yeah. I mean, so, like, um, um, I mean, figure that out. Like, I'm not going to get on the radio and tell you how well, to figure out intimacy. If you find the right person, you agree, this is the right person, 
need to, it needs to be expeditiously that you got to go right. carry. Right. You know, it doesn't mean well. And I'm not talking about 16-year-olds that fall in love in 12th grade and you want to get together. I'm talking about grown folks with jobs. Like, right. Well, once you start dating, I can see people on the way to they get out of a bachelor's degree. Everybody's 30 years, people right. for five years. Right, for what? Right. Even like at 25, man, if you're sitting dating somebody, how long are they going to date you before they get some, like, you know, return on investment, so to speak? I agree, I agree. So, I mean, so you have to think a little bit outside of the box, and if you found the right person, you need to be expeditious. Right, right, because you should have dated already. I mean, I got I mean, in a traditional engagement, right? I'm not talking about a person that I had a friend that met her husband the day of the wedding. So, like, yeah, she, she's from a different culture. Oh, so they basically oh. had the oh. yeah. She met her husband the day of the wedding. They was like, what? Oh, um, I also knew a girl in Atlanta that met her husband, and 15 days later they were married because yeah, uh, they wanted to, you know, do what the people, grown folks do, and they've been married 20 years. I mean, so it's just a matter yeah. of when you're ready, you're ready. Yeah. So if you're engaged as a way of holding a place setting, like, I will keep you connected to me, but I'm going to go to France, I'm going to get 12 degrees, I'm going to, you know, because I was an eternal student, so it was after first I got married because I knew I was going to be in school another 10 years. Right. So if I say, hey, babe, let's wait until I, I finish my degree, well, we're in, we're in 2065 when we get married. <laughs> right. I mean, so those are things to think about. The other things to think about, and this one is a touchy subject for people, is once you are make a mistake on one of your beliefs and you 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 break the, a vow that you believe in, maybe not sexual marriage, maybe not abortion, those different things, don't get stuck in that. Some people get stuck in, okay, I made the mistake and now I've got to have sex with Bob or Rebecca forever. That's not true. You make a mistake, you can come back from that. But again, you need to be pushing yourself towards a, a, a finite goal. What is the goal here? How is, what we need to do to prevent that from happening.